discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. May take your seats in heavenly places. I want us to do question and answers today. Okay, so if there's any question on your heart, you are liberty to, to ask. If there's any question on your heart, yeah. You have a question? Okay, Pastor Papa has a question. And then Echo also has a question. You have liberty. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, too. Pastor, please, my question is with respect to how you dress and also anakazu. For instance, um, you, there are people you want to go and bring into the house in, of God. Into the house. There are people you did not even plan for. They just to go to the street and they bring them in. And I realize that sometimes your dressing style can even intimidate them or they'll be like, okay, I'm going home to change. And they may go home and they will not come back. But then it is also expected of us in the house of God to dress very well. So then, how do you dress, dress very well? Is, it, is the dressing, is, are you trying to talk about a revealing kind of dressing no, or just, no. just looking good? Yes, looking good. Suit and tie. Yes. I've not come looking like John the Baptist now. <laughs> you know, because it's this, as for that one, there's not much we can do about it. You get it? There's not much. It doesn't mean that I should also dress, I should dress in tattered clothing in order to be able to uh, maybe appeal to your taste or your, your type of uh, whatever. Seeing you are intimidated doesn't really, because no matter what you do, people will find fault with whatever they are doing. There was a man who was riding a bicycle with his son. As he rode the bike, was it a bicycle or a mule? Something like, I think it was, a, it was a camel. And as we were going, Ambu saw it and said that, ah, why are you the two of you sitting on the camel? Can't you? You are just punishing the camel like that. So the man made the man uh, made the son sit on the camel. He was walking by the camel as the camel was going. Then another person saw them and said, ah, what is wrong with you? Why is it that you have a camel like this and you are walking and your son is sitting on it? So why? <laughs> so he sat on it and put the son down. The son was walking by it and going. Then someone also saw, wicked man, look at you. You have a son as young as this. You are making him walk and you are sitting on the camel enjoying so he brought, he, he brought himself down as well. So the two of them were walking, walking in the camel, was also walking by them. <laughs> and that person saw them and said, look at you, crazy man. You, how come the camel is, you have a beast of bed who is supposed to bear your, your weights and you are, you are walking on the ground. When are you going to get to your destination? So no matter what you do, people will talk about you. No matter what you do. The camel should, they should carry the camel. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we can't, I don't know how else we have to go about it, okay? But you have to, you have to, I believe in dressing nicely. You have to dress nicely. You have to look good, okay? And um, Anakazo um, has something to do with dressing, especially, because, especially if it is revealing. You get it. You're a lady. You are going to bring someone to the house of God. Your dressing does not show someone who is in the house. The person will not mind you. But if it's a matter of intimidation, Words can, you know, change the person's life or change the person's mind concerning. You, you can, you can, oh, don't worry, my church, Charlie, we don't care about anything, really. You can come, feel free, and be in the house of God. You get it? And the word of God that you share with the person is the most important thing. The person will come. Okay, because if you are not dressed nicely too, man looks on the outward, isn't it? Man looks on the outward. It says that for the natural man, receiving not the things of the spirit. For their foolishness unto him. So he's not looking at what the spiritual aspect that you're coming with. He's looking at the natural aspect. That is why you must look good. You get it? That's why you must look good. Yes. But if he's trying to reject the thing because of it's like you have dressed too much or you are or you are you are nicely dressed. I don't know how else you want me to I want you to become like me. 
I want you to become like me. Whatever dressing or whatever thing you are involved, I want you to become like me. That's why I've come to you. Do you get it? So, um, it's, it's neither here nor there. You know, I hear there's some people in the area who think that uh, this church is a cult. Because it's like they don't know what really happens here. We have young people. It's like, who are the old people in the church? Where did the money come from for them to do this? It's like, it's a Sakawa church. I, we cough money here. Yes. It's like, how come you are able to do these things? They don't understand. It's also, yeah, I hear some people went for evangelism and down there and the lady whom they were trying to bring to church said that she, has, she wants to ask a question. They shouldn't get offended, but she wants to ask a question. She came into the area about three months ago and she wanted to come to this church. And some people told her that it's a cult. It's a cult, so she shouldn't even try. Now, if we are a church, where is our cross? Where is... So we better put a cross out there. We, <laughs> we have to put a cross out there. It's a hip-hop church. Like people are just... It's amazing. No matter what you do, we'll talk about you. Mm-hmm. So just be who God wants you to be. And you'll get the people you are supposed to get. It's not everybody who is supposed to come. Jesus said that unless my father draws you, you cannot come here. Okay. In John chapter 7, Jesus said that those that the Lord has given to me, and it says, then they were, and you gave them to me. God gives people. And they will not look at some things. They will come because they are yours. You get it? Mm-hmm. So we sow seeds, but 25% belongs to us. 25% belongs to us, and they will come to us. Okay? And Jesus, another church also says, sow seeds and get another 25%. Another church also says, get 25%. In the long run, walk, get our 25% and we'll report to God on that day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, any other question? Yeah, Echo's hand was up. Yes. It's amazing. This, this is like the fourth time we've been called a cult. Yeah, it's interesting. Illuminati. One, one man came with his daughter and said that I'm drinking the daughter's blood. Because since the daughter joined the church, she has just been reducing in size. It was the grandfather, actually. It was the lady's grandfather. Then I, I showed, the, they, they came to the office at Asafo. Then I asked them, have you seen candles in the church since you came? What are we doing? I mean, they, I and they even sat in the service, I think. I told them, didn't, you, didn't we preach? In there? I preached normal. I preached a message. This is because it's like when you're outside, you can't see what is happening inside. So it's like we are doing something. We are not doing it. I think we should have churches where we just open it and then put speakers outside and then so that they can know that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, he said I'm using the daughter's blood. Though. What a shock. Can you imagine? Fast forward two, three years later, they called me and they were so excited. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you. You are so wonderful. I said, That's what I said in my mind. I didn't say it out loud. I just said it in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, please ask your question. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, I want to ask this question first. When you are working on someone, and probably the person is of opposite sex, and the person is getting closer more than usual, you. <laughs> Uh, you know, you are there for a particular mission. It's not for your personal gains or something. But hey, you. I like that. It's not for your personal gains. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, when you, when you meet the person for the first time and as the interaction is going on, you notice that the person is more than lonely. The person feels, well, I don't have anyone in the world, so I need help. I need help. And then as time goes on, it's getting closer than usual. Where do you draw that line? Because you might tell the person, oh, this is the reason why I'm there. And then the person is yearning for more than usual. So, how do you draw that line also? Draw and me nearer. <laughs> nearer, Jesus. Hey, it's not easy. This shepherd work. Lord, help us. When you are shepherding, at a point, you look like barbecue. At a point, it's serious. You, you can't even understand. But um, what, what you need to do is to uh, probably hand over to someone else. Yeah. Hand over. Let your pastor know. Uh, pastor, this is what's going on. This person is beginning to like me. When I come as a shepherd, she's seeing me as fried chicken. 
and I don't like that one. So let's just. And if you are candid and open about it, it will work. Okay. Or you reduce uh, the number of visits. If you are doing five visits in a week, reduce it to two. Yes. The course, reduce it small. The text messages, reduce it small. When you text, it's just scripture. You text very strange scriptures to the person. <laughs> you get it? Very strange scriptures to the person. For the person's mind to start changing. Uh-huh. It happens. It happens. It happens so many times. Normal. Don't be surprised that something like that has happened. Oh. I remember there was a pastor in this church who was, <laughs> was shepherding somebody. It was not a joke. He was shepherding, 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 shepherding. One day he went to visit the lady. The lady said, listen, if you don't sleep with me today, I won't let you get out. He said, oh, why? What is going on? He locked, she locked the door. You remember? She locked the door. One of God said, no! I'm not going to do this! So it's not a joke. Joseph type of, the Joseph type of situation. It was not easy for him at all. When he escaped the, the room, the lady never came to church again. Oh, yes. She never came to church. She was feeling so bad. Even though we spoke to her that she shouldn't feel bad. It's normal. It happens. Yeah, it was a moment of madness. It's not a problem. No problem. Come back. She said, oh, no, no, no. She has destroyed her image. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, as well. As I well. think my second... You have a follow-up question. Yes. yes. But do you understand the first the first Gladly, time? Yeah, Charlie. So just draw back small. Text messages you reduce. The reason is that people are lonely. A lot of people are really, truly lonely. Okay? They don't really have um, fulfillment in life. Uh, God is not enough for them because they've not yet gotten to know God well. If you get to know God well, you realize that God is enough for you. You know, But most of these people are, uh, are, are lonely. And you come in as a caring person. You care, you call, you text. You know, all the things that a beloved would do, you are doing. You get it? Are giving hugs. Oh, God bless you. I love you so much. They love you because of the anointing. You look, you look so the oil on you so much. <laughs> you look like Kelly Willie. <laughs> so, yeah, because of the oil. The the maidens love you. Songs of songs. Because of the oil, because of the anointing upon you, the maidens love you. You know, so you have to be smart. It can destroy you and destroy all that you're doing. Uh-huh. So, as much as possible, you reduce. And you, the shepherd, sometimes you realize that, hey, you like the person. You like the person. You have affection for the person. Like, you have affection. You get it. And if you're not careful, that affection will become something else. Before you realize, you have become a wolf. Your teeth is full of blood. You have chewed the sheep. Mercy, Lord. Oh, I said, Mercy Lord. Help us, Jesus. To go through, you know, Young Cho said something. He was, I think he was like 71 when he said this. He said, I'm so glad I'm old now. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm old now. When I was younger, I used to be afraid of myself. <laughs> he said, When the women walk into my office, I don't know what I can do. I feel, I feel like pouncing on them. Hey! What I had, I said, Oh, is that so? I'll also be old one day. And I also say to the young people, I'll say, I'm glad I'm old. <laughs> hey, it's not a joke. Oh. It's young people's sickness. Yeah. And there's so much fire, so much energy, burning desires. Like the blood is boiling to, 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 like that. It's not easy. I'll go to ask your next question. Daddy, uh, I think my next question is when do you preach a compelling message as in, You know, when they were talking about the parable. Yeah, he said, go out and then compel them and then bring them inside. When you go to a person for the first time, at least you are trying to talk in a convincing way. You can't shout on a person. But you know very well that the person is heading to hell, literally. And you want to fi- I want to find out, when do you preach such a compelling message? As you are led. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. These things, I can't give you timelines. Or else you misfire. <laughs> you misfire big time. You compel somebody in a certain way who you are not, and that will end up sucking the person. And so, as you are led, there are people who have said, You you are going to hell straight, would there be there? Be there, you see. And before long, they changed. There are some two ladies who were 
who wanted, just wanted to leave the church. I went to the room. I said, ah, well, powerful. I'm living your life for you. If you get lost, it's up to you. But we are here. We want to help you. You say, okay, if you get, it's okay. The following Sunday, they were in church. And they've been in church to date. No problem. I was led to do that. You get it. Uh-huh. So, um, as you are led by the Spirit, you do it. And that's where God himself you know, as, remember as you're talking on the outside, the Holy Spirit is talking on the inside. You are, we are workers together with the Holy Spirit. And um, he, he's involved in the work. The Bible says that they all went out in, in Matthew 16, verse 20. He says, and they, went, they all went out preaching the word. This is the Lord working with them. You know, the Lord working with them. Confirming their word with miracles, signs, following. So he is working with us. And he will confirm the word of God in the way he wants it to be confirmed. You get it? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Any other question? Yes, Pastor Pages has a question. Daddy, please, I want to ask about desire. Desire. Is it something you pray for or is something that comes naturally? You pray for it, actually. It's not natural. I had a teaching on it. Let me see if I can remember that teaching. Go to Ezra chapter 1. Yeah, I remember. Wow. It's a long time ago. Ezra chapter 1. You know Ezra? You know Ezra is in the Bible? It's not Ezra the scribe. Ezra chapter 1, verse 1. I'd want all of you to read it to me, okay? Ezra 1, 1. Read it to me. 1, 2, go. Verse 2. What did you see in the verses you just read? The Lord did what? He stirred up the spirit of who? Cyrus. It says, now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord might be, by the mouth of Jeremiah, might be fulfilled. Jeremiah had said it, but it was not happening. But for that to happen, God stirred up. He says, he stirred up the spirit of Cyrus. To stir up means to put desire. Okay? To stir up means to put desire into somebody. <laughs> if you are not stirred up, if there's no desire, you will never do what God wants you to do. You will know what you are supposed to do, but there's no stirring from within to do it. So in this place, we see God, we see, it, we see that it's from God, actually. God did it. Okay? There are other places I want to show it to you. There was one in Exodus about um, Bezalel and Aholiab. Chapter what? 31. Verse what? From verse 1. Okay. And the Lord speaks unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Rirai, the son of Her. Who? Her. How do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? Pronounce it for me. Pronounce it for me. <laughs> pronounce it for me. I beg, I beg you, pronounce it for me. Oh, all right. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I see I've called by name Bezalil, the son of Uri, the son of her of the tribe of Judah. Verse 2, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works. Okay, you see this one is powerful. God says he has done it, isn't it? Okay, let me show you more. Chapter 35 from verse 20. Wow, it's so beautiful. And all the congregations of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Uh-huh. Continue, please. And the king, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the lost offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings, and rings and tablets, blah, blah, blah. Go to verse 26. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom span goods hair. Have you seen it? Isn't it? What are you catching in these verses? Or oh, I'm not getting anything. 
Okay, go to chapter 36. Let's shift from verse 1. There's more there. Then wrote Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. Verse 2. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab every, and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. Have you seen it? Their hearts stirred them up. But you see, it's actually, it's actually it's two-way. God stirs up and then your heart also is stirred up. I don't know if I'm making sense. In Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs 18, 1. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddled with all wisdom. Okay? This is, this is a man through desire separated himself. Now, for that desire to come, for you to separate yourself, the Lord must stir you up. So you can pray for God to stir you up. Do you understand? For God to make you willing and give you a desire. Because without that, Charlie, you suffer. Okay. Sometimes you don't have any desire to do anything for the Lord. Zero. You must ask, you must talk to God. Father, give me, stir me up. Okay? There's nothing wrong, actually. I've showed you. It says the Lord stirred Cyrus up to make a proclamation concerning the work of the Lord. And all the people who did the work of the Lord had their, the Bible says that their hearts were stirred. Okay. But it was actually God who stirred them up. And you can pray for God to stir you up. Grant me a desire. Stir me up to do what you want me to do. Now, in the New Testament, you see it even happening in a very nice way. It's clear there. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. We can read from verse 11. Philippians 2 from verse 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And the next verse says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Are you getting it? Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified clarifies it even some more. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating you the power and what? Desire. So clear, the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So God works it, but without your prayer, God won't work it. God doesn't work on his own. Do you get it? Yeah. Uh -huh. God doesn't work on his own, he works with you. For instance, if you read in Ephesians 3.20, what does Ephesians 3.20 say? Let's read the King James and then we'll come to Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, is it not powerful? Is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Then it says, according to the power that worketh in you. He's able to do it, but it's according to his power that is at work within you. And remember, you are responsible for stirring that power that is at work in you. How do you do it? So how, can, how, do you let, how do you create desire? You can create it. Remember, he says that God is at work in you, both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly about what that you can ask or think according to the working of his mighty power, which is inside you. Isn't it? Okay, so how do you get that power to work? Is that another question? Or it boils down to how do you ask God to work in you? How do you think you, you ask God to work in you? I'll show you that it's God who does it. So how do you get God to do it? You ask. How do you ask? God, work in me. Work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord. Work, 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 work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord. Work, 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 work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord. Work in me, Lord. Work, 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 work in me, Lord. Is that what you do? What do you do? Sorry? You... You pray. How do you pray? Shimanama. You speak in tongues. You speak in tongues. Your meditation also creates that desire in you. The more you meditate, the desire is coming. You pray in the spirit. Praying in tongues is so important. It's so important. One man of God said, never stop speaking in tongues. Speak in tongues consistently. 
That's where desire comes from, because that's what causes God to start working in you. It's when you speak in tongues. Remember, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, it says, if I speak in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prayeth. It didn't say when you are there, your spirit by the Holy Spirit within you prays. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I, know, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. The Amplified clarifies it for us. 14. Amplified. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, and it says, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. So how do I get God to work? How? Well, it says, if I'm praying like this, I get God to work. My spirit, okay? For if I pray in an unknown, unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, he doesn't do it apart from you. He does it with you. Read Romans 8.26. It says, So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for, what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Now, let's read the King James. I think the King James will help us. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Then it says, but the Spirit himself, it's not itself, this is old King James, himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. How does the Spirit make intercession for us? Does he make it without us? No, he makes that intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered as you are praying. You get it? Huh. So as you speak in tongues, the Spirit of God takes a hold with you. Okay? You begin to work with the Lord in a special way and desire can come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So God is, is until he was able to do exceedingly blah blah according to the power that worketh in him. And he says God is at work in you both to will and to do. That's so nice. God is at work within me both to will and to do. How do I get God to work in me? Kalabazose, Kilabayada, Mandobashande, Managasoste. He's the one who leads you to scriptures. Okay? I don't just preach. I preach what the Spirit of God directs me to preach. Yes, I don't just preach. Today's minister of God was here. He asked me so many questions about so many things. Then when, we, when he finished asking me, you know, he feels we are succeeding, so he wants to know how we are doing things. So he came and I was teaching him about some things. He asked me questions, so I asked him. Then the last question was that, what would you say to me that I have not asked? Like, what else would you want to say to me that I have not asked? And I said, oh, don't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Don't do anything when you have not been told to do it. That is the, that is the key to real success. And that is the key to real failure. <laughs> if you don't ask, if you think that someone is doing it, so when you do it, it will work. You are, you are, how, how do you say that in English? All the fingers are not equal. You get it. You would do it this way, but the other person would do it the other way, and it will work. So how would you want me to do it? God is interested in the man, not the method. As for the method, it's, well, it's anything. There are people who don't, they don't do much. There was this minister of God in, in, in South Africa. Healing. Healing be what? He doesn't talk to anybody. He just stays in the mountains. He comes out once every month. All the people need to know is to know when he's coming out. And they gather in a, in a valley, two mountains. They just gather in a valley. More than 100,000 people, sick people gathered. He would just come, stand on one of the mountains, lift his hand like this for about five minutes and go back. Everybody will be healed. Everybody. everybody. What is the secret to his healing? We don't know. He died with it. We don't know. Yeah. That was the method he used. Just make sure the sick people are there. He will just come lift up his hand like this. No prayer, nothing. Just lift up his hand. Look at the people. And then he will go back. Check yourself. If you feel like, check yourself. Just check. You realize that you are walking without knowing that you are walking. It was not a small thing. So, the methods are not really important. It's the Spirit of God who brings the method. He must train you to be a type of man who asks and who walks with him so that he can give you the method he wants you to have. Yeah, that's what makes it work. So desire, desire, kalabayaba is inside. That's where God can stay you. 
Just like he stirred Cyrus. He stirred him. Father, stir me. You can do your face whatever you want. Desire, stay desire, stay desire. It won't come. It won't come. I mean, for your mind to even be stayed on that particular thing that you know you are supposed to do, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God for your mind to be stayed on what you know you are supposed to do. You, because you can easily forget. <laughs> you can easily forget. There is grace. God grants you grace, you know, and works in you to be able to do and have focus. We talk about focus. You hear it, you go home, no focus. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's the working of the Spirit. And the way to aid for the working of the Spirit, the way to, it's called, if I tell you it's the working of the Spirit, you will say, Holy Spirit, if you don't do it. See, the Holy, when we ask you, why didn't this happen? The Holy Spirit, I've spoken to man. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not being, he's not, he's not being staring me up. I've said it that he's not mind me. It's like desire is not for me. It's not in my case. No. It's actually on you, but on him. It's on him, but it's on you. You get it? It's on him, but you have to stay. You have to do something. You have to initiate. Yours is just to press, you see, Nikenika, how do you call it in English? Nikenika. Cornmeal. Uh-huh. Sometimes the three names is what comes to my mind. You know, the cornmeal, the ones that operate by electricity. How do they work? There's a, there's a machine. The machine is there, isn't it? The machine can work on its own, but it needs a certain kick for it to work. When we were younger, there was a certain match, there was a certain plier they used. They'll go to when you start whining the thing, you whine like that. Did you ever see that? Yeah. How many of you saw that? It's what? No, 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 no. There was one for, there was some for yeah. corn, like corn and cassava and all that. Yeah, they'll just come, then they'll splat. And they'll just pick up. And they'll, they, it's like they are breaking the thing. They'll do. It used to make a lot of noise though. Yeah, there's a gear. It just, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, the 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 make the electrical ones. You just need a punch. You just put the switch on. So speaking in terms like putting the switch on. When you put the switch on, the machine starts working. Yeah, and then when you finish, go out knowing that desire has come. Don't say that I'm waiting. You don't have the waiting attitude. There are a lot of Christians who have the waiting attitude. Okay, when for example someone is going to receive the Holy Spirit and they say we are tarrying, we are waiting. For the Holy Spirit to come. Brother, he came 2,000 years ago. Came a long time ago, he's here and he's with us. Okay? You must have the, the attitude of, or the, the mentality or the mindset of he's present. And so I can work with him. You understand? Uh, don't make, re- make requests and start looking, waiting and looking for. Pray, move. That's how it works. You pray, you move. Okay? You don't move without prayer. But when you pray, when you've prayed, there's a time for prayer and there's a time for moving. You finish praying, start moving. Start moving. A lot of Christians have that problem. They, they say, what are you doing? I'm praying. We are praying about what? Desire is actually the biggest thing. It will let you do every other thing. Every, it will let you do every other thing. There's a desire that God puts in there that will let you do every other thing. Okay. Even the woman's desire that we thought about in the camp, the woman's desire was put there by God. It says, your desire shall be for your husband. And he shall rule over you. Your desire shall be for your husband. Even though he rule, he rule over you. And you sell your freedom. Because desire has been put there by God. The women, they didn't put it there. If they wanted it, it would have been not. It would be there. But God put it there himself. And that is leading them on to do all kinds of things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's my answer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm blessed. See, I'm blessed. Yeah. Any other question? Desire. Okay, the cameraman and the another, another cameraman to ask a question. Charles ask and then he can also ask. Desire. It's powerful. Pastor. Yes. This question came to me when we were learning about sonship. Okay. I've heard many messages about sonship, father sonship. But most of the time when you talk about that topic, it focuses on the sons. And I've always had this question. How, where does the father's part come in when it comes to identifying the relationship? Because we, we should learn that this is my father. I should follow him this way and that way. But 
have met men of God who even referred to other men of God as their fathers when they didn't even know each other. So I wondered how is the father-son relationship? Because I, I always wanted to know, does the father have to know this is also my son? As the son should know this, this is, is my father. father. Uh-huh. And how do you know, how do we agree that I have seen you as my father. Okay, I've also seen you as, as my, my son. son. Does your father know you? Your biological father. So it is very important that your father. You see, I'm your father, but I'm fathering you through many fathers. Pastor Kobe is a father here. He's also a father. He's also a father. He's a mother. He's a father. Everybody who I'm working with has. I may not know your name, but there's somebody I know who knows your name. I know a man who has fathered about 100 children in the Volta region. Yeah. He proposed to one of his children yeah. and was going to, and then they told him that this is one of your children. He said, Oh, Menegoku, because he had so many. He had so many children. When they become many, you may not know them physically, but there are people who will let you know that this, oh, this is one of your sons. This is one of your sons. This is one of your sons. So that you don't mess up. <laughs> you don't go and propose to your son or to your daughter. You get it? Uh-huh. So that's how it is. When uh, as the ministry goes ahead and increasing and all that, um, you, your father is your father that is reproducing himself in all of you, but he may not have a certain kind of oversight, direct oversight over you, know your name and all that. But if there's a trouble that goes beyond the one who's immediate, immediately ahead of you, you get to know, and his word can make things work for you. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> one, one uh, Pastor Chris, let me mention this. Pastor Chris was in a meeting in South Africa. And they called him and told him that one of his church members at, in Port Harcourt had had a car hitting her and it had dragged her on the floor for about 500 meters. Her head was a lot of things, so she was in intensive care unit. They felt uh, she was going to lose her legs, first of all, and then her, she's not gonna, her brain is not going to work normally anymore and all that. So it was beyond the pastor who was there. So he called. You see, the pastor has direct contact with, he, has, he also has a father. Yeah. So he called. When he called, God said, okay, give me a minute. Let me, I'll get back to you. Just keep praying. I'll get back to you. So he called. There were some people who were with him then. He called them. Come and let's pray. And he started praying. He told them the situation. This is what has happened. We have to do something about it. As we were praying, the God told him to lift his hand. So he lifted his hand. He said, when he lifted his hand, Within that minute, something left his fingers, his ten fingers, like that. When he felt, he said, it's okay. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We have the victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And he called back and said, she'll be fine. Don't worry. She'll be fine. Okay. She'll be fine. You go through the process, but she'll be fine. They went through the The doctor said, we are going to cut the leg. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. Her memory came back. She became fine. No leg was cut off. Her legs was, was fine. Everything was okay. The, the lady does not know him directly, but she's known by the pastor, who is the father, her direct father, who knows they are both of their father. <laughs> you get it? Uh-huh. So you don't have to have a physical relationship. It's spiritual, first of all, before it becomes physical. It's more spiritual than it becomes physical. Hallelujah. So, yes, he, your father has to know you. I mean, he has to know you. He has to know you. Your father has to know you. But in a system where there's a huge, I mean, you can't, as soon as the church crosses 50, the pastor can't know everybody. Like it or hate it. That's how it is. As soon as it crosses 50, 50 people, you can know maximum 50 people's names. Some of us do well. Like, we are able to go beyond 50. I see people. Hey, how are you? Then I mention the person. Sometimes I forget the person's name. Hello, I love you. It's good to see you. Oh, my dear. Bye bye. I don't remember the name. <laughs> I know I know her, but I don't remember the name. Yes, woman of God, man of God. It's good. The woman of God, the man of God has helped this church like something. <laughs> that's helped. Oh, man of God. Charlie, how are you? It's good to see you. Charlie, it's good to see you. And if you have had a discussion with me, no matter how many years it's taking, I'll be able to pick it up from where we left off. When I see you, I just remember. When I see you now, I just remember. Okay, so what happened to this one? What is this one? Eh, wow, it's powerful. It will work. It will work. Uh, I don't remember your name, but I remember the situation. <laughs> now look for updates. That's how it is. Okay, so um, fathers must know their children. 
Okay, if it's your child, you don't need to speak in a certain way. Remember when I was talking about sonship? I spoke about fatherhood first. How fathers are, what fathers are supposed to do in sons' lives. What they are supposed to be for them. Because if that is not there, you don't expect them to be. You are not a father and you don't... Elisha was clearly not a father. He was clearly not a father. I mean, how can you call for uh, children to be chewed? 42 children. What will happen to their mothers? He made all of them widows in one, one, one sweep. I mean, shaka. Managa. I'm a managa. You don't respect? You don't respect? Who was the guy who was calling down fire to burn people? 50 captains. Captain of 50. Was it Elisha or Elijah? The same guy. Elijah. He was the one who sat on a wall. And when they were coming from, he said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down and consume. Check. Check for me. So that I can strengthen my father's sonship. I, probably Elijah too is not a father like that. <laughs> Elijah was not a father to those who were messing up. He just told them his peace of mind. Yeah, so family, they have that responsibility. They must know you. They have to. They have to. Either directly or through another son. Through another son they get to know you. Yes, it's important. And they must identify you as such. Yes. Is Elijah called? He killed 150 people with their captains. If I be a man of God, let fire come down. Second Kings 1 12. answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and die 50. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Hey! It was not easy. He was proving his powers. Yeah. But ultimately, he was able to father one and allow the anointing that was upon him to go to that person, to, for that person to inherit him. But Elisha couldn't. He didn't. Gehazi was too annoying for him. <laughs> Is this time to collect money and collect? You will see. So the, lepr- the leprosy that was on that man, same thing. On you, on all your children, all your children's children, all your children's children, 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 this particular leprosy will never leave your family. That's what Elisha told him. It was not a small case. Oh. By virtue of doing ministry, the guy ended up being cursed. It's not a small thing. Yeah. So fathers also have, you see, loyalty. Sometimes we preach loyalty and faithfulness and all that. But you've noticed, whenever I'm sharing with you concerning loyalty and faithfulness and all that, I let you know that the minister must also be faithful. Yeah. That if I am not faithful and loyal to you, you will have no option but to be disloyal. Loyalty breeds loyalty. Disloyalty breeds disloyalty. If you want your people to be loyal, what do you have to do? Become loyal. Yeah. So I try not to preach it in a, in a one-sided way. Fathers must be loyal. Fathers must be loyal to their children. They have to be loyal to their sons. You see, when you call me that you need something, I should run to your rescue. I don't have to let you hang in the balance. No, he was in trouble. He called me. I was asleep when he called me. I just wore my trouser like that. Pa, pa, pa. And I just showed up there. It was after a day after I'd preached on uh, father's sonship and whatever. Following day, police caught him. They were taking him to police station. <laughs> he was at counterpart. They were removing his shirt that he should go back. I we came. Called me. Man of God, Pastor. Meet me at the police station right now. I say, what's happening? He said, oh, they are taking me to the police station. I said, what's, what is it? They explained. I'm coming. I just wore my shirt. I didn't, I, I nearly didn't even brush my teeth. I just tried, just... <laughs> I brushed my teeth within five minutes. My wife calls it five minutes with pastoti. <laughs> but that day, I, I brushed for 30 seconds. Woo, woo, woo. And I just came. Yeah, so that I can be there and help. My, my son is in trouble. I have to be there. But if your father, they call you that there's trouble. Uh, begin to why you don't have faith <laughs> don't you have faith all the faith you have taught you is this how you are going to behave at this time begin to speak in the language or the spell it right now the Lord is with you they will, when he is able to come out <laughs> you will see whether he will mind you again he will not mind you when they bring off you you collect but when there's trouble you don't want to go no no fathers are those who defend their sons even when they are wrong even when they are if they are wrong with somebody else they will defend their child, apologize on their behalf when they bring their child home. There. <laughs> Jackie Chan thinks will happen. They'll just knock you, bash you, all that. That's a father. So it's both ways. It's both ways. Create, the father must create an environment where the children can exist and be happy. When he was getting married, Charlie, let's do something for, for him. Let's push and get things. Everybody, everybody who has gotten married in this church, I have pushed. For something good to happen for you. Yeah. I mean, 
what we can do, challenge do for the person. So when it's switching the opportunity of collecting money for me, you are not afraid. You collect it with them. It's them. Because I mean, I don't take money for myself to do anything for. for like, take money from the church to do anything for myself. I, 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 I just can't do it. I give it to others. Yeah, when someone calls the pastor, this is, you should see me ordering for money to be sent to people. Send this one to this one. Send this one to this one. Send to this one to this one. Am I lying? Send this one to this one. Send this one. Distributing. I'm just distributing money. But sometimes me now, I'm in need. Yes, I'm in need. Though. I have to get money to do something. I can't take the offering. I look at the offering. The offering does this to me. I also do this stuff. I can't take it. I can't take it. But I can take it. For, I remember there was a day I had thousand cities. My sister needed thousand cities for something. And someone in church needed thousand cities for something. I gave it to the person in church. Can you imagine? I was even shocked at myself that I was doing that. <laughs> give the money to my, to my sister. Just relax. Don't, don't worry. Jesus is Lord. I'll sort you out very soon. After about three, four days, I was able to get it for her. I gave it to her. You, get it. you, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. So when your sons are in trouble and you don't go to their rescue, it shows clear that you, you are not... They are not a father. And they call it that we are in a hospital. You see us going to hospitals. We go to hospitals, we are tired. Hospital, home. It's the last place that we are always hospital. School fees. We pay school fees. Even up to the tune of 5,000. Charlie, we can't pay the thing outright, but okay, you let's pay small, small. This we come for 500. Next week, 500. Next week, 500. Hey, you tell me. Hallelujah. Hey, tell me. He says, I've done it. Like that. And we are all going forward. Yeah. All kinds of things. And that's what even drives the bond between father and son deeper, you know. We've thought our people, our pastors, so they're able to also do it for others. Then the fathering goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Pastor Ina spent the whole night in the hospital. Whole night. Because of, of a church member. Yeah. He was about to sleep. When he closed his eyes, he said, pri, pri, Hello. Hello. Who is this? <laughs> Pastor. Please come to me. I'm a pastor. He didn't even, he nearly didn't wear anything. He was just getting out of the room. He had to wear something and sit in the car, straight to the hospital. He thought it would be a 30 minute something. It was the following month. Recently, I was there. They called that someone has collapsed. One of our children has collapsed at, uh, what was it? A buaka. I'm at a few. They said he has collapsed at a buaka. I should go and bring the person home. I said, Ah, God! No! Then just when we were getting ready, we were going to see the car, they said that, oh, some people have picked up their brain. I said, ah, hallelujah. Everybody, let's go and sleep. <laughs> yeah, you have to. That's, that's pastoral ministry. It doesn't end on the pulpit. This one is like 10% of all that we do. Preaching is 10% of all that we do. There's so much. There's no closing time. No Starting time, no closing time. That's what I was coming to preach. Someone sent a message. Pastor, you told me to update you on this particular, whatever, whatever. The person has had an accident. I said, Charlie, I'm going to preach. Update me after. Because it can mess up your mind to come and preach. Someone just text you. You receive one text. Last two weeks, I came. When I picked the microphone, I just got a call. I just I handed it over to you and I went back. Very major, serious issue. That I just went to hear the issue and I came back. Came to preach like nothing was happening. After I continued, no, a pastor is like a goat that is sweating. When a goat is sweating, you don't see it. Have you seen a goat sweating before? They are going to butcher him. He knows that they are going to butcher him. He's shouting, meh, meh. He's doing breaks and all that. The breaks are still not catching. It's like they are taking him. But you will not see a drop of sweat on his face. You look at him. Are you really sure you are under intense pressure? Meh, he's really under intense pressure, but there is no sweat. No sweat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a serious thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The person can't be your father. You see, apart from the, what I've described now, you must know somebody who knows him who can let him get access to you very easily. You must be a step away or two steps away. Huh. But I can't be here and say that Pastor Chris is my father. Pastor Chris cannot be my father. I, he doesn't know me. And I'm, a, I'm at least 17 steps away from him. <laughs> 17 grand, maybe it's more. Plenty steps. And he does, I'm not his son. He's an instructor in my life. A great instructor in my life. Until I meet him or have an opportunity to have a relationship with him, he can't be my father. You get it? Yeah. Because when I'm in the hospital, he will not come. He will not mind me. You get it? He has compassion for the body of Christ. That's true. But he's not 
I'm not part of a sheepfold. Apart from that, I'm not part of uh, the people he knows. Yes, his sphere of contact, I'm outside. Okay, hmm. so he's an instructor. I learn from him in ministry. He's a father in ministry and all that. But until I have a certain kind of contact with him, he's, an, he's, a, he's a great instructor, a great father in the body of Christ that I respect and honor and will sow into his life because I know what will happen when. Uh, maybe if he knows me through letters, because I've written letters to him on three different occasions with money inside. Yeah. <laughs> with my seed. Yes. And I've seen results, but he's not my father. My father is Reverend George. He knows me. I can go and sleep in his house. I go and knock at his door in the night. Papi, I'm not fine. Come and come and sort me out. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. He can call me. I can call him. I mean, if I need him to be in Kumasi, he will just pick a flight and come. Yeah, he's my father. That one is my father. Bishop Dark is not my father. He's a great instructor. But now, the fatherhood is coming in small, small. Because I'm like a step away. I'm now a step, just a step away now. <laughs> so, when it happens, hey, I can now find a way of seeing him consistently. Creating you, and he will create time for me because he will know that I'm one of his sons. Yes. So, would that mean that you have more than one father? Does that mean that you can have more than, emphatically, you can have more than one father? In this church, you have more than one father. <laughs> you have more than, whoever is your pastor is your father. He's your father, I'm your father. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can, have, you can have more than one father, but it's with, that, it's with time over a long period. Yes. In church, they are in the same house, so you are very likely to hear the same thing, get the same food. But in a case like you, you may, if you have Reverend George and maybe Bishop Dad, would it not be a conflict spiritually or something? Um, that's why it's sonship. Mm-hmm. Nobody can father you if they have not produced you. First thing about fatherhood is that they must, repro- they must produce you. You get it? Uh-huh. So, unless if, and father, fathers are given. You don't make somebody your father. <laughs> you can't make somebody. You, fathers are given. And you would know when they are given to you. You hear them. You hear them. You are able to hear them. Listen, I'm able to hear. People listen to Pastor Chris. They listen to Bishop Dag. They say that they are confused. Me, it is not confusing for me at all. To me, they are two. They are two. It's like they are one. Yes, it's like they are one. Because they've been given to me. If they've not been given to you, I would not advise you to. To the fact that your father is, your father is following them does not mean that you should also follow them. When they come, you'll be able to flow with them because you see them in me. You see a certain aspect of them in me. You get it. Uh huh. Um, as fathers are given, as God gives them to you. You also relate with them. Okay? You also relate with them. But in a house like this, we, you have one father. Okay? But your father has people. That's why I don't, I'm not the one who preaches. I bring people. I bring somebody who I know will help you. So I'll bring my father in the Lord to come. I'll bring a brother in the Lord to come. You get it? As long as I've done, I've not shared this pulpit with any other person apart from Reverend George, Prophet Adam, and quite recently, Lady Reverend. Yes, there was another Lady Reverend who was messing up, so we just fired her. Hallelujah. <laughs> just fired her. I told her, you will not come to my church again. She was messing up. When she came to the church the first time, she was going. I didn't know. If I had known, I would have fired her a long time ago. When she was going, she organized some people in the church to give her yam, cassava, <laughs> plantain, and all that to carry away. Can you imagine? So below, even so below. I didn't know. She was what? She was calling for it and all that. I didn't know. When I found out, ah, Fire the crash up. I went to face her. I told her, sister, you are powerful. You're a wonderful man of God. But I'm not your son. You came to preach in my church once. What is your problem? It doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. So don't, don't, don't bring yourself. I put her in a place. And I continued my life. And I'm, I'm here. I'm fine. Everything is okay. Yeah, so... Um, I can't be the... I'm not the only one who uh, is responsible for this church. For this ministry. I can't be. There are other people who are involved in fathering you. They are like your uncles, sort of. Did you grow up in a, 
in a compound house or in a house where there were so many other uncles there. Anybody can knock you. I mean, the knocking is just, don't make it. I mean, everybody just knocks you. Pa, pa, pa. But you know who your father is. But they are all there to correct you. And when they correct you, you take it. You have, everything's okay. Huh. That's how it is. Okay. So Reverend George has great fruits. Hey, great fruits in this church. I can't claim that the church is mine. When he has, because he's done so much. Oh, your understanding has heightened because of him. Prophetized them so much. They've all had, and I intentionally gave them access to the church because I knew what manner of men they were. As time goes on, Bishop Dag will have access to this church. He will be a father in the church. Yes. Yes. And Pastor Chris will also come. I've seen, I've had a vision where he came for a meeting with us. He will come. Yes, he will come. I I had a vision. I saw Archbishop. Archbishop Duncan Williams and Bishop Doug walking into a meeting. We're having a meeting, they just walked in. We didn't know they were coming. I was preaching and they just walked in. And all of us went on our knees and they prayed for us and blessed us and left. Yeah, it's a vision I had. It will come to pass at the right time. So that's how it is. Okay. You have, you have one father, it's true. But there are many contributors to your growth. I can't even claim, begin to claim that. Without me, you can't be anything. It's not true. Because before you came to this church, there were other people who were in your lives. Who truly and really helped you at the, to a point. But they were like Eli's in your life. Eli helped Samuel to a point. After that, he was taken away. Samuel continued. You get it? Yeah. Samuel was in David's life for some time. Samuel was taken away. Nathan was there. You get it? Uh-huh. So that's how it works. That's how it works. So... You can't, you can't begin to claim that, like, without you, you can't do anything. Sometimes some of the testimonies you give, I just watch it like this. I, I know where it falls. I don't allow it to enter my heart. As though I'm something like, if you hadn't met me, you'd have died. You'd have, it's true to a point. But to another degree, it is not. Because there was a Sunday school teacher who helped you to understand one or two things. You, didn't, you never had a Sunday school teacher. It's powerful. It's probably this one was the first contact and it helped you. It's powerful. You get it? Uh-huh. But some people... Was, were involved in your development. They were. They were involved in your development. Okay? Yes. So you can have many fathers, actually. But there are few. There are few fathers. There are few. Paul didn't say you can't have. He says that even though there are, you have many instructors, 10,000 instructors, you have few fathers. So it's not one. Few. Few. The ratio is what? 10,000 to few. <laughs> You can have few. Pastor Bishop Dak has a book on uh, my father, my father. He, 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 he gives you many fathers. He'll tell you, you have a father in ministry. You have a father in, uh, in, your, in, your, in your new birth. Your fa- the father of your new birth. There's someone who led you to Christ. Probably didn't lead you to Christ. That person is the father. He authored you, brought you into the kingdom. He's part. Then there are some people who train you to a point and then it's left like that until you come to a house where you are fathered in a house with a certain kind of rule, a certain kind of order, a certain way of development, so that your growth can be checked and for you to also be able to do something as well. That's what houses do for you. They help you focus your growth so that at the point when you ought to be a teacher, you can be a teacher and continue to become what you are supposed to become in the kingdom of God. Without a house, it's difficult to become what God wants you to become. It's difficult. Your growth is a little bit warped if there's no house. Okay, so that's how it is. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Um, yesterday, a certain guy opened up to me on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, it's actually my roommate's first year. Okay. And he was he was a Christian like way back, and very audacious. And right now he's outside the country, and he's going through a lot of things. Wow. And he opened up to me, and after telling me everything, and I was talking to him about how the prodigal son came back and his father received him. He said that. Um, it he seems pass, like, he has passed the prodigal son stage. No, it seems like he enjoys the things that he's doing and he doesn't think he wants to come back. So, with such a person like that, how can I help him? Wow. He opened up to you, yes, he regrets what he has done. He doesn't regret what he has done. No. After everything, he told me that I asked him if he still enjoys the thing. Why is it that he's telling me? And he said that he needed somebody to talk to. Yeah, that's, the, that's the sign you need. Okay. That's the sign you need. He, he needs help. There's a lion's written in his mouth that is lying to you. 
that he enjoys what he's doing, so he cannot be helped. No, he can't be helped. He can't be helped. And that's what prayer does. Prayer is that invisible force. It's invisible. You are here. Mandala go It seems like you're not doing anything. But spiritually, spiritually, there's some angels slapping some sense into him here and they're taking some tastes out of him. There are some devils that are leaving him. Before long, he'll be back. Okay? Yeah. All those who were once in the Lord and some by virtue, it's because of the environment he's found himself in. It's not easy to be abroad. Some of you pray and cry to be abroad. America or I die. You, then you have to die. You have to die. Yes. America, how young K? How young K? When shall I? Have you, did you ever watch that movie? Young K? How young K? When shall I? <laughs> it's, it's like America or I die. You don't know what American environment will do to you. It's not easy living in some places, so it's not easy. So it's a lying spirit that is, that is talking. You know, um, clearly there are some spirits that are involved that are staring him to do what he's doing. So now that he's opened up to you about it, well, he, because all these years he's not opened to, up to you about it, but now he's opened up to you about it. You know. Do you know what happened to the madman of Gadara? When he saw Jesus, he ran to Jesus. You see, for help. When, when, when he ran to Jesus and Jesus cast out the devil out, the devil started talking, please, I don't want to go far away. I don't want to go far away. Don't take me far away. The demon, it wasn't the man who was talking anymore. The man had rule over himself for a split second. And that split second was what he gathered the strength to run to Jesus. But when he ran to Jesus, the one who spoke up was not the man. It was a demon that spoke up. The demons are the ones who spoke up. So it may look as though, so in that split second, the real him opened up to you. But right after, the demons took over once again. Oh, I don't need help. I'm enjoying it. He's lying. He's lying. So we have to, that's a small window you had. We have to pray for him. Okay, and whatever that's what God leads you to do, is to talk to the Spirit of God concerning how to raise people. Um, someone asked me a question concerning uh, how to raise people. You know, and I wanted to even teach about it, but I've not talked about it because the way you raise this person is not the same way we raise this person because we are not all the same. Even though we all have the same Holy Spirit, we all have the same Christ living in us and all. But the way to raise one person is different from the way to raise the other person. You get it? So there's no one, if I teach you one way, I can give you some guidelines, but I can't give that at this stage do this, at this stage do how what stage will you know? How will you even tell that this, this person is at this stage? You get it. So in developing people, in developing uh, your five alive, in developing them, you must depend on the Holy Spirit to know what to share with them. Okay? Because you are the one handling the person. You must know when God would want you to talk to. Because it's, it's, not, it's not like a class. It's not like a school where there's a syllabus, you teach the syllabus, then a person graduates. No. Okay? It's, it's, it's such that you yourself must develop as you develop others. So your contact with the Holy Spirit is what helps you develop. Okay? Your contact with the Holy Spirit is what helps you develop. So that you can, in your development, you can develop others. And you need the Holy Spirit to talk to you. So you must develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit. So he can talk to you and educate you. Okay, educate you so that you can talk to the person. Okay, so we are going to we are going to be learning about this. How do I? I mean, how do I know what to share with you? Yeah. You see, there's no minister who has put a timetable down. When your ministry starts, first year, first week, share concerning born again. Second week, share concerning born again. Two, third week, share concerning the Holy Spirit. One, Holy Spirit. Two, sixth year. At this time, at this juncture. You must be sharing concerning the dimensions of Aaron's beard. There's nothing like that. You, nobody, there's no minister who has been able to do that. Because it's a, it's a highly spiritual thing. You get it? Highly, highly, highly spiritual. You must depend on the Holy Spirit to be able to show you what to do. Okay? Theophilus, how did you become, how did you grow up in the Lord in this church? Do you remember? Do you remember? Tell me some. Oh, you can't remember really. You can't really remember. Before you realize, it's like you are correct. You are just moving the system. You are happy about what is going on. You are just following what is going on. And you are becoming fine. That's how it works. So we may not be able to tell you. Do you remember how? Do you remember what really happened? You just kept coming. 
he just kept showing up. As you were coming and showing up, you realize that sometimes you don't even remember why you were coming. You remember why you were coming. You just realize you were in the system. You're just going, going. Before long, you're becoming spiritual. Yeah, before long, you have been made a leader. Hey, what happened? How do this is what they made a mistake or what? Does the pastor pray at all? Does he know who I am? That he has made me a leader. Pastor, we power, say you, who name me? When they were a mistake. But before long, you realize that you have become so spiritual. You are now caring about other people, looking for how to help them. You know, that is how you see we administer. It's like the hospital. We administer a drug, but you don't know what happens, what the drug does to cure you. Yeah. All you know is that the, the doctor diagnosed you. He gave the nurses some drugs to give to you. The nurses are just administering it. Take one thrice a day. You are doing it. You are in the hospital bed. Uh, before you realize, you're able to raise your leg. You're able to raise your other leg. You're able to shake your bottom small. You're able to stand up. You're able to, hey, doctor, doctor, you're a good pal. Ask me, yeah, fiber. Ask me, yeah, fiber. Before you realize, you're running around. You've left the bed for another person to come and sleep on the bed. But you don't really know what happened for the drug, what the drug did, the, the particular uh, uh, bacteria the drug attacked, how it attacked it, the style the drug used to attack the drug. You don't really know, but we just know that. We just know it, it just becomes fine. You just fine. That's how it is. So it's difficult to really systemize it. A lot of people would want it to be systemized, but uh, it doesn't really work. We can just give you guidelines. So we'll tell you, care for the sheep. This is the sheep. Talk to the sheep. When it has problem, just talk to the sheep. Those are the things we can tell you. But the details, we can't. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have I answered you? Powerful. Thank God. Let's thank God for his goodness. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for educating us and teaching us all these wonderful things. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.